Hello again, friends, and you are my friends. I won't keep you very long before we start today's video. I just want to... Okay, my friends, and you are my friends. Even I was surprised at that last intro. That's poor editing on my part. I do apologize. Been too busy interviewing club owners. What can I say? Welcome to your flagship talking town. I am your host, Martin, the Governor Lambert. Uh, welcome in. I can see the chat is really busy already. We would love to see. We have got a quite a jam-packed show, considering the football club at the moment is serving up what is effectively cold Portman pies on the football field. Um, absolute atrocious. Another nil-nil. Another game where... We, did we have a shot on target even? If we did, I blinked and I missed it. Uh, Guion Edwards there with two pieces of fantastic quality. All of that to come. Your uh, contributions, as, as always, are vital to this show. There will be a live link, of course, incoming to have your say. We've got Colin, the absolute goat of Talking Town. He has surpassed the cruncher for delivering the cold truth, the hard truth. Uh, so cruncher, up your game or take some notes from the goat because we've got some some clips coming up from him. We've got, uh, well, we've got, of course, BB reaction, more Berkai Berkai uh, interview reaction. We've got Matt Stanard in the room. Absolutely. Yeah, Graham Brook. Big shout out to Graham Brook for the book. We are trying to get this to number one in the Amazon uh, list for football books. It is a great read. We, we, we are going to get Kate Riley hooked up with one because um, you know, we need to get it worldwide. Absolutely fantastic book. Um, and I'm actually going to give away a couple of copies to our monthly contributors on Ko-Fi. So if you have not yet hooked yourself up through our Ko-Fi account, please do so. Um, one of the last chances of this month to win a fantastic book by Graham. And he has signed it as well. Anthony, still good evening. Mike Brown, coffee hand. Yeah, I've got coffee. I've got the coffee. It's in the broken mug. The mug of dreams. Um, good afternoon, Alex. 
How are you rocking that merchandise? Callie Bizla, the king. Mike, I got Grant's book back in December. It's now a race to say who got the book first. Um, It wasn't me. I got mine today, I'll be honest. Uh, Graham, uh, and of course, uh, as always, Brett has read this book. Mark Steed has read this book, I believe. And several of the Game Channel 20 guys have read it. So you will be in good, good company. Now, let's bring in our first contributor of the evening. Here's the guy, or afternoon, rather. Here's the guy that's got to up his game. But currently... Are you corporate or hard truth today, Mr. Cruncher? Here he is, corporate crunch. Corporate, you've been on the. social out es- escapades this weekend where were you last night i was doing a little bit of networking at the uh the lovely brantham ball big shout out to paul and Gemma there massive town fans um yeah beautiful food it was bowl stick martin I-, I won't lie absolutely freezing sitting outside but yeah had a good chat with paul and um hopefully we're gonna do a pod from the pub and um other stuff yeah. Fingers Absolutely. Crossed. Watch this space. Now, of course, the big question, that is that is delightful and that warms the cockles of my heart, but what did you have to eat? That's what I want to know. Tomato soup to start. Crusty oh, we had bread. starters. Oh, we had yeah, starters. Star- of course starters. we did, darling. And uh, I had steak pie, mash, peas and gravy, but um, not nothing like what the goats had for lunch what's the goat had today he's had casserole the goat has had he's had apple crumble and cream big shout out colin absolute legend absolutely uh crunch have you read this book i have read it and your thoughts very good very good i bought it for for my son for christmas um and there's a fantastic if you go on amazon on the way home last night my missus uh googled it if you go on amazon Brett Johnson has given an absolutely fantastic five-star review. Incredible. It's got to be number one. I think it's number two now, isn't it? Yeah, it's number two to Frank Skinner, uh, a comedian's prayer book or something along those lines. It's not even a football book, I don't think. It's number... I See, he used to like Frank Skinner when he was on um, Fantasy Football with David Baddiel. He come. I listen to it a lot Absolute Radio. He comes in on a Saturday morning. Not for me. Not funny no more. No. No, well, there you go. If Crunch is, if Crunch is not laughing, anyway, can I just give a little spin around to my t shirt? You can, but you can't say where it's from. There you go, because you know, we, if they don't pay the sponsorship money, then they can't have a plug. It's, it's just, just the rules, it's just the rules. You can read it, but you can't see it. Um, but we do have sponsors to mention, which of course are Mass Creation. Welcome to Mass Creations, high quality web and software developers. Bring your vision to life with Mass Creations. From idea to product, Mass Creations offer a wide range of services. Whatever you need, from web or mobile development to SEO or IT consultancy, Mass Creations can offer it all in one location. So whatever your vision, give Mass Creations a call and join the list of companies that have worked directly with them. From Terrace Life to Balmsy Music. Call Mass Creations on... 07896 
5571 or head to uk and access their 24-7 live chat. Help is just within reach. Mass Creations, proud partners with Talking Town. Media mogul Matt Phillips. Hold on, I'm just on the phone. Hold on, yeah, yeah. Travel agent, yeah. Talking town, we are banked up after our cash for questions. So if we could just book in Barbados for the summer, that'd be nice. Anyway, I've got to show you, must go. Ciao. How we doing? Hey, I'm living the high life. I'm living the high life. I'm styling, I'm profiling. Um, <laughs> We've gone bank. <laughs> I know, absolutely crazy. But there we go. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. And I'm you are, good. my friend. And, uh, oh, thanks. It's good, to, it's good to know. How did we get through that game yesterday, everybody? How did we? I can't even remember any of it. I can remember the, free, the set pieces and the lovely game of minutes. Had a lovely nap. <laughs> lovely sleep. I knew, you, I knew you dropped off because you went quiet for about four hours. Had a lovely minutes. sleep, and I just woke up in time for the Edwards corner. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <The> highlights. <laughs> All joking oh, aside, uh, that cash for questions that would that is going to be a fantastic segment title when I come up with what how I'm going to do the cash bit because it's just a great name, cash for questions <laughs> with Martin Lambert as your host. But a bit, you know, a bit, a bit of a Bob Monkhouse, you know, a bit of a, yeah. a bit of a Bruce Forsyth, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel game. I fancy that. I fancy that. well. Speaking of didn't do well, we'll, we'll come to it a bit later. But Burkai Burkai, didn't he do well? <laughs> Oh, fantastic. I mean, what a, you know, what first of all, what a privilege we got chosen for him to come on this show. Shows we're doing, shows we're doing something, right? But uh, yeah, fantastic. And I think we've had over 2,000 views on it. You know, um, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Rick, even Rich was nervous. <laughs> I've never known him to be so nervous. Yeah, I was, I was nervous because, like <laughs> I said, I think nowadays, Matt, you get a lot of people judging us. You know, you, look, we've seen some of the comments afterwards and these people, hang on, when are you interviewing him? You're not, so piss off. Exactly. exactly. We'll, sa- we'll save that one for the goats. That's coming. In the bin. That's a cl- classic, classic cruncher line. Right. Let's round off our tree. Oh, 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 awesome. Before Are you we ready, get man? into... I'm ready. I'm ready. The absolute dross that was yesterday. Uh, of course, it is our Mrs. Worldwide. It's International Kate Riley. <laughs> He's come back into the side mm-hmm. and he's made that position his own and he's really hit a consistent run of form. You asking me? I am. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Ryan. Hey. Hey. Get ready for the Barbados holiday. Woo. You look, you look fantastic in them. You're absolutely fantastic in them. Um, Punch looked much better, but you know, I can't, you know, I haven't got his sunglasses no. in the whole house. In my defense, it was really bright. I've had 
stomach flu for the last 10 days. Oh, no. Nice. And it, I went on a date with my husband on Friday and it got worse after that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, first date in a, in a year. And, uh, yeah, it's got so much worse after that. So I'm still in recovery. So I'm sorry for looking a bit peaky tonight. First date in a year and you've got food poisoning. That's that's a great start. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. Uh, I've got my date night tonight. I'm looking forward to that. I've put my order in. Yeah. I'm a, I, I, I woke up with a... No, am I going out? Hell? I, see, I don't go out. I'm a house cat. I sit next to the radiator all day and just mellow. No, but we're having a nice meal. So, I'm yeah, I'll be fair. If you want to. You're more we kept by yours last night. I was going to... I was going to call you up on the way home a couple of take takeaway coffees, please. Oh, easy. There's one rule in my life, and that is nobody comes to my house. <laughs> Poor stop. <laughs> my house is my castle. This is where I am. Um, Cruncher had his date night last night. Matt, when is when is the, the lovely Lizzie going to be wine dined and, and, and looked after? That happens all the time in our house. <laughs> lie. Don't lie. What an absolute liar. Talking of being looked after, 11 people took to the field yesterday um, in blue shirts under the disguise of a football team. How did we rate their performance? Cruncher, kick us off. You fell asleep, which says it all, but what did you think of yesterday's? Nil, nil. Shit, wasn't it? It was (laughs) just a... I don't know where to start because Colin absolutely nailed it, didn't he, on the full-time show. And uh, if everyone's seen it, if you haven't, you know where to go and watch it. Um, I'm just lost for words about this bunch of... I'll be careful what I say. We've got a lady present. Um, you, you just... <laughs> you, look, you think... I know, I know they're going. I know and they know themselves that they're going, but at least... Show a little bit of pride for yourself. Be a bit selfish. Play for yourself. Play for your family, you know. They're showing nothing. And I said before, it was the broom. Cookie, get the broom out. Now it's the road sweeper, and he's going to sweep every last little drop up. Because it wouldn't bother me, Martin, if he got rid of a whole fucking lot of them. Get in the bin, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, it's, you know, I do I echo that. I do echo that. I mean, it's funny that Rich said, would you want any of these in the trenches with you a few weeks back on Twitter and got absolute pelters off loads of people? And then basically Cook said it yesterday. He said, we've got people in this dressing room that don't like being footballers. Well, they won't have to wait too long for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very interesting to me that when, you know, Cook's come out and been quiet, he's been on the front foot to say how poor everything is. And, you know, it reminded me. And, and I know the boys on the East Anglian said that they'd never seen such kind of hard-hitting quotes after a game. It got me thinking back to Paul Hurst after that Exeter game. And he said things very similar, and I've got it here. He said, we can pretend we passed at times, and I think we had just a couple of efforts, but we are too slow, too pedestrian, not playing the way we're supposed to be, not fluid enough. We do not work hard enough in possession and out of possession. Exactly the kind of things Cook say. The only difference is... Cook is at the end of a season whereupon Hurst was at the start of one. I went and, to uh, that game, Matt. I went to that exit again, my wife. Been down there, yeah, St. James's. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember listening to him on the radio afterwards and thinking, look, this is your third game in. I'm thinking, you've got no real anything to back that up. He came from Shrewsbury, didn't he? Now, Cook at the minute, he's in a real, he's in a good place because 
there's no way he would have been coming out and saying any of these comments if Evans was still in charge because he would have had to keep a lot of them players. He wouldn't have been able to get rid of them all now. But but now he's, we've got the new owners, he's just got free reign. And, and look, we're, I've seen people on Twitter saying they're bored of his comments already. It's poor man management. Why is it? Why should he come out and lie and try and give them a cuddle like Lambert mm-hmm. used to tell them? They're all incredible. We played so well. Now you've got a manager coming out telling the truth that you are shit, you will be out the door. And like, yeah. I think it was Martin said on our WhatsApp group in the week, Paul Anderson, right? He was on um, the radio doing the yeah. commentary on um, Tuesday night at Northampton. Now, he's 32. He's only 32. He got released by Northampton at the end of the season and he can't get another club. Some of them need to take a look at him. He is, he was a hard-working player. You know, you had him when he was in the team. He was on the right. You had Stephen Hunt. You had Jay Taylor. They knew their jobs. They weren't the most. They weren't the most gifted footballers. They worked their absolute bollocks off every yeah. single week. And this lot are phoning it in on a weekly basis. And some of them think that they're going to pick up another club. I think I tell you what, a lot of them have got a very rude awakening because I think it was in the summer when the pandemic hit. I think was there over a thousand players out of contract. Yeah, they're going to be on that scrapping. And would, would you be, watching yeah. that? Would you want any of them in your dressing room? Well, no, no this shot. is it. And obviously you've got the award-winning Kate Riley with us. Um, Kate, you've seen many football matches. Uh, you've done the Soccer Saturday, etc. Have you ever seen a worse scene than this? Well, yeah. I mean, I used to cover League One for <laughs> League Two for Sky Sports. So you did. You I, did. I've seen the full spectrum of awfulness. Um, <laughs> and this is worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess what disappoints me is, I mean, these players, they're not even playing for themselves. They're not even playing to be put in the shop window. I am worried. I have a bit of a gut feeling. I know that's a bit weird to say, bearing in mind I'm so sick at the moment with my stomach. But I do have (laughs) a weird gut feeling that Paul Cook might not be the man for us. So... Okay. I know it's early days, but Why? Um, I'm just, I'm very disappointed. The playoffs were so close and just the performances on the pitch, 10 hours without a goal, all of that's pretty terrible. So. It is, it is. And I think as somebody mentioned further up here and they tweeted out last night, here we go, Barry Mann, welcome in Barry. I tweeted last night, I still can't work it out. But when did we become a team that can't score more than more goals than two relegation teams in League mm-hmm. One? Kate, have you have you ever experienced that where, you know, with the Ipswich Town following them as you have done all your life or covering other teams for Sky, CNN, etc. Have you ever seen a team that literally struggles to even carve out a chance against no because i've seen like i'll just go back i covered peterborough for a long time and you know they go up they go down and they're a team that are hungry for it and i just don't know why we can't internalize that hunger um and score goals and um i'm just yeah i'm just it's the lack of uh it's just like the lack of quality on the pitch is just absolutely shocking. But I'm just really disappointed that Paul um, Cook promised so much. Um, but even he can't work his magic with this lot. So we can't. And I just want to bring it. I want to. I don't think you've heard them yet. Um, but I want to just play some of Colin's thoughts from yesterday uh, and grab 
grab your thoughts first, and I'll grab the, grab the boys' thoughts second, because I think he kind of nailed how collectively we're all feeling about it. These guys, like uh, Curtis or Jordan or whoever it was saying a little while ago about, you know, their ego. Where the hell... I, I don't normally get riled, and I don't want to get riled on here because you're such lovely people. But it's starting to get me riled. Where on earth, like you said a minute ago, Martin, do these bunch of so-called Ipswich Town Football Club professionals get an ego from? I don't understand. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to mention names. Probably one or two of them. I know what happens. Probably one or two of them. They'll go and walk down, you know, outside Isaac's tonight. I'm so-and-so. I'm so-and-so. Why? Why would you be doing that outside Isaac's tonight? Because I'll tell you something for nothing. I live in Berry, but if I lived in Ipswich and I was in Isaac's tonight with my girlfriend or my wife, I'd certainly, I'd certainly tell them in no uncertain terms, stick your ego in your well. Because that's <laughs> where it deserves to be. Because they're actually starting no, they're actually they're actually making people riled now. They're not making people unhappy. They're making people riled. People like George, like Curtis, like Martin, like myself, like Rich, like everybody, right? I, I said to Rich the other day, and this is no exaggeration, with all the places and the, and the planes and the trains and the petrol and everything, I could have probably, and there's no exaggeration, I could have probably bought another house of what I've spent on Ipswich Town Football Club in my lifetime. Now, do they appreciate me? This lot, hmm, I think the answer to that has got two letters and the first one begins with N. I don't think they care about me. I don't think they care about anybody. And if that is the case, you're not very good people. And I don't care if they listen to this. You know, they've got to start to understand that people like us, 20-odd thousand other people, have paid their wages for the last few years. And they want to start appreciating that. And they want to start pulling that shirt on with pride. I wanted to play it in full because I felt it needed to be to be aired and, and given more more airtime. Kate, hearing that, you know, stick your ego in the Orwell, such a classic Suffolk phrase. <laughs> Coming to a t-shirt near you, trust me. Uh, what do you what do you make of Colin's thoughts there? I mean, he's not wrong, is he? I admire his passion, and it's just a shame that those players. Uh, don't have the same kind of passion as Colin um, to pull on the shirt. I just, I don't know what's wrong with them. I don't know. So I, okay, what I'm about to say is, I say it with a millennial hat because I'm just a millennial, but I wonder if it's a generational thing. Um, I'm just shocked that um, players aren't playing with that kind of loyalty, without that kind of pride. Like, aren't they embarrassed? Aren't they absolutely embarrassed? So, but yeah, stick your ego in the Orwell. I love it. I, I, I think we're struggling, Matt, from, a, from something we've always said we've, we've had, and that is a lack of leadership. There is no leadership in that dressing room galvanising the way Kate's saying they need to. There's, there's no collective pride. It doesn't appear to be. There's no collective professionalism. doesn't appear to be. You know, and as Colin said, they probably would have gone home to their wives, girlfriends, friends, had a few beers, Chinese, etc. And... And spoke to their agent, who's maybe will be telling them it's all it's all okay, it's fine. We've got you, Rochdale hooked up or whatever. Where's the pride? You know, what, what, what's your thoughts on Colin there? 
First of all, I want to know, is, is Isaac's a good night out? Is that a, a talking town clubbing night or something in the future? Is Isaac still open? Yeah. Still going? Yeah, yeah still going. Yeah, that, that says it all. That's, uh, <laughs> That's the reaction. <laughs> but, um, yeah, to answer your question, comfort zone. Goes back, we've seen it. We've said it on the show previously. It's going back, you know, past Hearst. You know, McGoldrick said it when he left when he left town in the McCarthy era. You know, there was no great pressure to win games. You know, before we come on out, I was watching a bit of that Wolves-Burnley game. Chris Wood scored a first-half hat-trick. He could barely had a shot of goal when he was on loan with us. Eight appearances, no goals. So I just feel like this culture behind the club is just like, I don't know, it's just like this rancid, horrible culture. And I think what you're watching is, is even though it's really difficult, it's making the games really boring and rubbish to watch, you're seeing Cook unravel or maybe all of that Evans regime, that era. He's unravelling it. And we've just got to put up with it in order for the season to end. And then the new game changer will be game changing for the, for the, for the new, for the new season. But if the club's been in a comfort zone and treading water for absolutely donkey's years and Cook has blown up. Do you remember when we were kids, Rich? Like uh, you used to get those things on news round when they have like a building and they'd like blow it up. Do you remember? Been standing for like a hundred years. They'd like blow it up. That is what Cook's doing. He's blowing up the culture at Pullman Road. Needs to happen. Tom James Crunch, our players would try and stick their egos in there, but they'd probably miss. But even when Roy Keane was here, and I know look, it didn't work out when he came, he said we have a soft underbelly. Now that's mm-hmm. going back, when was it here? 2009. Yeah. So so 619 minutes now is about a goal. Stat man, the record is seven consecutive games. It was in 1995. 715 minutes. And I'll tell you what this likens it to, and I know Martin has disagreed with me before. When George Burley came in and that team we had that got relegated, they stunk the place out, losing 9-0 at Man United. And he, this is what is happening now because he tried to change. I think you had Ian Marshall on, didn't you, Martin? And he, and I think Stuart Slater when he was on. George tried to come in and he wanted to get all them senior players out. You know, and that was probably, they were probably quite influential in that dressing room back then. So you've got now, but like with the dressing so room at the minute, what, you know, in twenty years' time, my, somebody will be sitting here in my position because I've retired after my cash flow questions, and they'll be asking uh, Guion Edwards, and he'll be saying, "Ah, oh, well, Paul Cook lost dressing room." Is that is that what you're saying to me? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, but Paul Cook's, like I said, he's in a privileged position. I don't agree with Kate. I think Cook. I, I said. I said when he came in, Martin, he's got a free hit. You didn't, you didn't agree with me, but he has, hasn't he? He's got a free hit because he'll be here next season, and this lot, they'll be playing at Rochdale, Harrogate, Barrow, some maybe even yeah. in the conference. Will they be thinking on a Tuesday night when they're playing? I don't know at Wrexham. <laughs> oh, I wish I tried a little bit harder. I wish I tried a little bit harder at Ipswich, and I might still be there because there is not one of them who's shown anything, Dobra. He's look, maybe he, I see Cookie um, said at least he like, had a bit of a go yesterday when he came on. And I know we could say Cornell had a decent game, but as for the rest of them, you know, Flynn Downs, Matt said at the start of the season, you know, when people were interested, what does he do? I've watched him. He looks way off the pace. Wolfenden, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't even get 500 grand for him now if you put him up for sale. And these, these are our youngsters. And I listened at full time people saying, Oh, why don't we bring some youngsters in? Martin, they're not fucking good enough. Ne- the kids ain't the good players. enough. Ne- the, the kids players. ain't good enough. 
the whole lot of them need to. He needs to wipe out the whole lot of them. It's the culture all the way through. It's not just the first team. This is you see, you're, it goes through the club. But you're taking what I said yesterday, and same way everybody else has. And I, and I want to address this at some point through the show. So I'm glad you've moved it on because. What I was saying yesterday was you play the players under contract next season because they're going to be here unless you pay off contracts. We've already said I don't like doing. So you play them and then you work. We worked it out yesterday. You had like three or four holes. I would plug them with young players who have got another year or two on their deal, like Simpson, like Levi Andrews. Not good enough. Say, Simpson's another one. He'll never make it in this football club. He'll Mark never McGinn's make good it. Enough. Is Mark McGinn good enough then, is he? Well, I've heard that we've had to play him because. They've got the. Oh, we're um... hardly short of a few quid, though, Crunch. I know that. Yeah, the, I know that. Pay the fine, move it on. You know, is Aaron Drinnen good enough? No. Oh. I want to see. Well, we, what I want to see is a bit of flavour, Kate. I want to see something I haven't seen before. I'm bored of the chicken and, and, and boiled potatoes. I want to see a bit of exotic flavour in my, it, on the pitch. You know, I want to see good players. Yeah, no. I want to see something that I'm going to sit on a match day ticket. Yeah, I'm going to sit on a match day ticket and go, right, today's team is. Like Cornell yesterday, I didn't know what I was going to get out of him. That was at least a little bit of an intriguing storyline that we can wave in. Goalkeepers, and Matt said it, goalkeepers should never have a man bun. What is going on there? That's bad man management, I know that. I did worry. He'd never play in my team. He'd never play in my team, Matt. I'd say, either you get rid of that man bun or you're sitting on the bench. You ain't playing. (laughs) I did worry when the very first ball in the box and he ends up at six rows in the north stand. He, 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 he retreated so far onto his line. Uh, he was man of the match, though, right? I think he was man of the match yesterday. So yes. depend for starters. He was in the end. But, yeah. but, Kate, do you see where I'm coming from with that in terms of you play the players you've got under contract and then where you've got your holes because McGavin, for example, can't play. You bring Liam Gibson and other players to just, just give you some your fans something else to look forward to. Well, I'd just be so nuts. I think now the euphoria over the new owners has died down. Obviously, the Paul Cook signing euphoria has, for me, dissipated completely. Cruncher, I know you're still absolutely you're still enjoying the euphoria, but um, yeah, I just that there's nothing to get excited about apart from next season. And so, uh, yeah, absolutely. So play players that are here next year, get them in a system, get them. So when the new when when because what I'm thinking is. When the new lads arrive, Kate, which are going to be between anywhere between eight and 12 players, you've already got um, a system of players that know the know what Cook wants from culture, know what Cook wants on the pitch, knows what Cookie wants. Otherwise, you'll have a, a whole group, 15, 20 players, that are learning everything in one go. And that's going to be chuck it up and see what lands sort of situation. Well, kind of to pick up on Crunch's point, I worry about like culture going forward next season. Obviously, we want wholesale changes. Mm. But Crunch, are you worried that those with the sort of negativity and toxicity are going to stay, like there's any chance of them staying on and sort of poisoning it next season? You're only looking like what we got. There was 14, weren't there, Martin? I think on that list. Look, you've got Flynn, you've got Andre... Uh, I think Dobra was in there, Lancaster. Look, they're young enough. Hopefully, you get some decent experience around them. I've wrote down some names, mine of players I'll go for. So, Christian Walton, you've got, is it Vlavka at Salford, Matt, the goalkeeper? Yeah, he's Czech keeper uh, as well, yeah. Guinness Walker yesterday, left back. Better than anything we've got at the club. Uh, Lee Evans from Wigan. Charlie Kirk, who I've said before at Crew, decent. Piggott would walk in our team. He would walk in our team. Every time I see him... He's a menace. And it's like Mick Mill said, he's not just a big guy. He's good with the ball at his feet. 
You got Dion mm. Charles. I know Matt said pre-season Callum Harriet at Colchester. He scored nine goals for them in a team at third bottom. Randall Williams at Exeter. Players like that. There's players out there. We were on the um one of the um Twitter groups, weren't we, before Martin? And someone was basically saying, "Oh, we won't get anyone good come to our club." What did I said to him? You might as well pack up and not bother for next season then. Yeah. Nonsense. Well, I, let's stick on yesterday. I'm going to bring Ben in. Ben in. Ben, what's your name there? Ben, my wife. My Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi. Apologies <laughs> to the wife. <laughs> I, fi- I finally get into, you know, get to speak to an owner. And, and what it was, I was just, I've just done this whole speech. I was about to ask my one question, which I was really excited for. And my wife goes on a Facebook Live for her business and cuts my bandwidth. So it just cuts <laughs> out. And um, I went upstairs and told her. She's almost in tears, poor thing. Oh, um, so poor, she's, she's, poor, poor Mrs. Adams. Yeah. She's banned from Facebook now. Um, oh, no, ben. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just want to make a couple of points. Um, I, I certainly, Kate, um, sympathize with your, they got a bad stomach. I too went out with my first date with my wife last week and I had five days either on, under or around or over the toilet. Um, oh. it, was, it was it was the first time out we've been in months and I just got food poisoning. I've been out. Man, there's week. people having their Sunday lunch watching this. It's five past two, man. Oh yeah, sorry about that. That's, um, yeah, that's, I, I, that's on me. That's on me. Um, I just, I just, I was looking back to some of the videos over in the season, and I, I remember I got absolutely destroyed um, for saying that a lot of these players wouldn't get in a reserve squad at um, Swindon, and now we're kind of looking at the players, thinking, you know, that they're not going to get professional contracts ever again. Uh, would you agree with that? They're not going to walk into any other decent team. I did, no. yeah. I disagree with you, Ben. When you said about Jack Lancaster, I think you were on about going to Swindon, weren't you? Yeah, I'm Jack Lancaster. You know, this is a young boy. I really hoped to come on. This could have been a great season, but since that injury, he's just not been the same player. And, and I, I don't. Th- I mean, look at Edwards yesterday. I watched the highlights. Well, well quotes they highlights. highlights. <laughs> um, Ed, Edwards, he ain't. What team's he going to walk into? He ain't going to get a job in McDonald's. And if he does. When I order my McNuggets for him, I guarantee you when I go around that window, he'll stick them over my roof rather than in my, um, he'll miss the target of my window. Um, absolutely awful. Um, but but, it, is, but it, it is a chance. I think that this is a new club now. This is not just a, you know, a revolution of players. This is a brand new club in all but name. The only things that are the same really are the, uh, the ground and the name. Well, you know, mm. from top to bottom, we've done this whole clean sweep. And I do think it's the one positive that we're actually so bad that at least the owners know what is necessitated to become good. Um, so and I'm, I say I said it last week, you know, I'm really glad that these players haven't rallied because they'd all be earning new contracts and we get to watch this again for another two years. Um, <laughs> did I, I read a stat yesterday that worried me. This might be wrong. So you guys know more about the stats than me. Oh, hang on, hang um, on, hang on, hang on. Oh. Where is it? 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 There it is. There it is. The views of the drone, not the network. <laughs> They are, they are my own. Um, only three players starting yesterday were out of contract at the end of the season. Is that right? Did I read that right? Only three players starting uh, yesterday at the end of the Cornell, season. Cornell's in contract. Hang on, Hang on there. Hang on there. I've got the team somewhere here. Let's have a mm. let's have a butchers. Uh, Cornell's on the contract. So was in Young. So is Wolfenden. So three. The Zell four. Downs five. Six of Six. them. Six. Six under yeah. contract. Yeah, so what what six of them would you uh, start next season in your team? That's my point, right? You go from that six and then you add in four, right? Your five young players. That's not going to make the world a difference. It's not going to make you any worse than drawing nil-nil with 
in AFC Wimbledon. Right. If Andre Dazel, is on, if Andre's in that first eleven on the first day of the season, everyone here is going to be having a fucking meltdown. He won't be. If, if Cameron Brannigan's being linked already, he won't be. Because I've looked at him. It ain't Finn Down sat on the bench. Two hundred twenty-five grand. He's rated on the um, transfer market. Twenty-eight appearances, one goal, one assist, five yellows. Look at Cruncher Penning over here. Look, look at Cruncher Penning over here. Liverpool. I want to come back to, to Kate's point about Paul Cook because this is a team that took Sunderland to the brink twice at Stadium of Light. A red card did us over. Jack Lancaster should have won that game for us at home. A red card again for eighty odd minutes. It took one good chance for Charlie White. We took good teams, beat Hull. This is a squad that took good teams to the brink. They now can't get over the line against Wimbledon, Northampton. What's this, is the one, this, is, this is the one, and I, I echo um, Kate's point, actually, that it, it's not the fact that everything in this says, we, you know, Cook is the right man, the great pedigree. I love the honesty. We've been crying out for it for a decade. But there's this gut feeling, something hidden somewhere down below that, it's just not the right fit. Sometimes you can have a great manager and a great team. Well, great team. You can have a great manager and a lot of potential, and they just don't match. And and the thing that's going to undo Cook, it won't be the fact that he's bad or a bad squad. It will be time. It will be entropy. He had two years when he came here to turn the squad around. Now I now I would say he's got until Christmas. And now a lot of people are saying if he's not um you know, absolutely smashing teams within the first 10 games of next season, he's going to be gone because the patience is gone. Um, and that I, I disagree with that. I want him to stay and he should build a team. But football doesn't work like that. He is now, he's, his time limit does this. Every time we lose and get smashed and not score and goal, it goes down and down and down and down. And it really worries me. Um, I would like to see whatever happens next season, you at least give him one full season and two transfer windows. But I'm just worried that every week we go along cuts two months off of his contract because these players will, I, I think, will put him out of the job. I really do. Frightens me. All right. Ben, as always, appreciate you. Appreciate Take you. Care, Kate, guys. These players will put him out of a job. Do you agree with that? Quite possibly, couldn't they? I just, what I want to see is like a proper pre-season. I want to see proper recruitment, um, yeah. proper scouting, and just, um, uh, what is it? Playford Road, Humberdoucey Lane, like used to its um, like uh, fullest potential. And uh, yeah, I just... Yeah. You know, no, I just I question whether the players are fit, what they're doing in training, why they can't score, that kind of thing. Absolutely. A fresh, a fresh sort of vigour about the football club. Now, obviously, you've I'll been in America. You, do, you, yeah. do you think, Kate, that these players would be playing like this if there was fans there? Yeah. You know, that is a really good point, Cruncher, to be fair. It's a very random... It's, a, it's an anomaly season, isn't it? Um, you know... As much as sort of all, all four of us and our viewers have been affected um, by the last sort of year or so, you know these footballers are human as well. So you know maybe they are also miserable in their jobs. Yeah, being a footballer, women, women's sport or male sport, like it's still a dream for millions. But maybe when you're in it, it isn't so much the dream. So who knows? And then not having like the boost of the crowd. You make a really good point. We are now three weeks away from what I would dub Black Monday. It's a famous thing in America where there's always coaches normally get fired after the NFL season. Well, 10th of May um, is two days after our last game of the season. It'll be like... On, uh, 
Monday, because it's on the Monday. Sunday. It's on a Sunday, Sunday, of course. But uh, even even closer. But it'll be it'll be like Paul Cook with the has gone mad, and it'll be uh, players being released left, right, and centre. There'll be so much content; it'll be unbelievable. Uh, I, I I think they probably would be planned this way. I think they've just had enough of what they're being told, and they're not responding. And they've they've, they've they know they're done. Cook knows they're done. And, you know, it's done. Now, obviously, we had BB, Berko Bakar, on the show Thursday. A, a lovely exclusive interview there. Matt, two exclusives, you tell me. Two exclusives, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does anyone know when the last time an Ipswich Town owner came on a live podcast and spoke to people? No. Never. And took Never. questions from fans? So Never. <laughs> 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 Press the button. Never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. So, you know, I'll come to this in me go, but fair play to Martin. Because you said, because, you know, you lied to us really, Martin. You said A exclusive. You provided two. Sorry. Naughty. I know, naughty. Right, we've got a clip here from BB, and then we'll grab our, 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 our thoughts on that interview and what we make of him and what's coming up. What I can tell you is that I don't think it comes as any surprise that there will be a major overhaul and, you know, the, the, the manager will be empowered to come up with his team so that he can perform. I mean, you know, we have a manager that have multiple times moved up divisions and, and he did it in a way that he won the entire thing without the playoffs, etc. So let's empower him, you know, with whatever it is that he needs and uh, with the leadership of our CEO and uh, so that we are not uh, at one of the lowest goal scoring uh, teams in League One. Um, the, the primary objective of this is it comes as no surprise. We need to get Ipswich out of where it is currently as soon as possible. It's so awesome. unnatural where it is to sit for a European champions to sit on the third division of in the mid table. It, it can't. One other thing I want to add, I say yeah. this all humility because it is so much easier said than done. It's, you know, if it was automatic, you know, um, a lot of money. And so it's not just everybody asks how much money you're going to throw. If money was the answer, we wouldn't be here to start with anyway, right? I mean, you, you you would argue that it's it's not the only answer. The good news is we have the resources, but I think it comes with people as well. That's why uh, Mark Ashton is a very key element to this. Hopefully we can bring some, uh, you know, expertise from the commercial side of things, the real estate side of things, et cetera, like you have mentioned, global contacts on football uh, players, et cetera, that, you know, could be a different dimension than, you know, what's, uh, what's going on uh, currently. But the, really the first job on hand is to get out of here. I mean, to get out of League One and get into championship. And one other thing I would add is there's some, what I would consider unrealistic expectations. I mean, I'm looking at social media, seeing some things like, oh, in three years we'll be in EPI. I mean, you know, just, we like, won't. Yeah, I'm not in three years. <laughs> we go to, to the Super League in three years, don't we? <laughs> I think championship is a high quality football. You know, I think it's a decent league with a lot of um, quality teams and organizations striving for the same goal. Not, you know, not include. I mean, also don't forget about the ones that just dropped on that armed with the parachute payments, and you know, all they want to do is come right back up. So. Uh, the, the, the goal is absolutely um, we'll be restless until we get there. I'll tell you what, he is a really engrossing character. And several things I've picked out on there. But first of all, they're, they're going to put these 
in buying them in bulk and put them for the players, the new players, although the, the old players should, the current players should probably read them first because they need to, you know, get something about them. But you're going to put these as part of a, as, as almost a welcome package, which is just, you know, going back to our roots, back to our history. Yeah. A big thing in America, Kate, is, I mean, I'm, I'm a Bears fan. When you walk into Hallis Hall, you are met with Walter Payton. You are met with uh, George Papa Bear. You are met with all these things that just tell you why you're here, how you're here, and what you're expected from you while you're here. He's listed a number of things there. What's the what's the thing that really jumps out of you? It really sort of makes you excited as a town fan because he's engrossing. He's captivating, and uh, just um, makes going it. to Wembley in '99. That should be that should yeah. be up there, shouldn't it? And, Absolutely, yes. Um, just what it means, <laughs> even coming down to like what a Suffolk punch is. I know that sounds silly, but that is like synonymous with life in Suffolk. Uh, what it means to wear wear the shirt. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm a bit tired here, so my brain's. <laughs> No, no they, they are no, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. They're well measured and, and exactly the sort of thing I think the owners they asked us, what do you think? And you suddenly met with that. Oh, that, oh but those are much better than what I gave on, on Thursday. Matt, global contacts. Now I've listened to this interview a few times because when I'm when I'm, so I'm doing it live, we've got three or four different screens and tabs on the go at the same time, comments, yeah. people saying, Can I come on? Blah blah blah. So I've missed some of it, even live. Global contacts, global contacts players yeah 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 i mean you know the the world is a small place now when it comes down to recruiting players because everything's done online and through data analytics which leo neil's just found out about apparently (laughs) if you went back to to last month but um yeah moose ips just turned into a different space i mean arguably we used to be in that space didn't we you know comes down to the first, the two Dutch lads, Muren and Tyson, came into Ipswich. Two first Dutch players playing. The first player from the Soviet Union, Balthazar, came to Portman Road. You remember when we had Chavelli? We were scouting in Argentina to bring him over. So we've been in those spaces before. And then, as we alluded to earlier, under the Evans regime, for whatever reason, everyone's been treading water and got into a comfort zone. So I feel like we're probably going to bring that back. American sport is, you know, American ownership has a global feel to it. And that's what they're going to bring. I mean, bloody hell, we've only been five, ten minutes into the conversation with Barkay, and he said, well, we'll get Galatasaray over for a pre-season. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Jonas Knudsen, probably the last one I remember them saying they scouted on a scouting base and uh, and the last player I can remember sort of along their lines on the Revens. Yeah. Crunch. Uh, you're, you're, you're Mr. Excitement. You're Mr. Ipswich Town. You love the club. You must have gone away from that interview just absolutely buzzing. It was like he's boyish enthusiasm when he said about when he was 12 years old you know and he left school and then he went and watched Galatasaray against Roma he is a football fan he's not like some of these businessmen who come into football we're going to touch on the old um, Super League in a little bit he's a guy who knows about football he knows what it means to all of us everyone out there watching and look I can't wait look I'm I know we're not doing well at the minute. We just have to take the medicine at the minute that we're being mm-hmm. served. This ain't. It's not going to last forever. And the good times are going to come back to our club. They are. Told you. And I know he said about three years in the Premiership, but I would expect us, like he said, he said he put his neck on the line. Next season, we need to get out of this league. And I, I totally agree with him. And yes, Paul Cook's going to be under pressure, but... 
we at least should be a decent championship team. We should yeah. not be in league. We should never be in League One, and we know why we're here, and we we've been through it all before. We should at least be in the championship. When we're in there, then we can get a better quality of player. And look, we we, we look. We all know how hard the championship is, but you only have to look at teams like Barnsley. Look how Barnsley are doing this season. Absolutely fantastic. So, yeah. what? Why can't that be Ipswich Town? Why can't that be us? I tell you what, remind, I tell you what, remind me of Rich when we did the Darren McAntony interview, and you know, loads of views and loads of comments. People go, oh, "I wish this guy owned our club." Wish he would bought Ipswich instead. Now you've got it. Yeah, exactly, mate. Now yeah. you've got it. Look at the enthusiasm. People will now be looking at our ownership and him being a part in that jigsaw and saying, "Wow, wish we had someone like that at our club." So, yeah, we're in a great position. It's like you know, it's like when you had to go from the states to Singapore, Kate, and it's like a you know, with kids and what have you, and it's like a really long flight and it's laborious. We're going through that, but when we get to when we touch down, we'd hit sunshine. I've, you got your fourteen day quarantine, and then it's yeah. all good from there. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's what we're doing at the moment. <laughs> Told you, it's start of the year, transition year. I said it from the start. I did. I, I did say it from the top. I tried yeah. warning you from the very word go. Um, I'm really excited. And and as somebody says recently in the in the chat, Jem, welcome in, Jem. No scouting has happened because there's never been never there was never any yeah. real kitty under Evans, Kate. Perhaps Paul Cook is or not isn't the right man, but he said there this manager will several things he said, but this you know will be given everything at our disposal, will be given uh, everything he needs. A lot of positive affirm uh, language there, just saying, look, we're ambitious. We're not going to be here competing with clubs to buy players. If we want said player, we're going to kind of get him because if that's the manager says he needs him, he'll have everything he needs at his disposal. How exciting is a fan? Well, yeah, but like all you had to do was listen to BB talk to you guys for all of about three minutes. And you just, you want to be friends with the guy. You want to be working with the guy. You want to be reporting to the guy. So any manager like Kirk is in a really privileged position to be working with owners like that. Owners who are enthusiastic, who are football people, who live and breathe football, who understand our gripes who understand that league one isn't where we need to be um so yeah i just hope that um i hope people are open to bb's enthusiasm and the others uh, other owners enthusiasm um mm. yeah i just i i hope it works Ipswich town should not be in the third tier um, and, you know, that just is music to my ears. Mike Brown, standing in the centre of Ipswich in 78 and 81, watching open top bus and the players holding the away for an FA Cup, ma Cup. Magical moments of my life then at the playoff final. That's what we should be adhering to. Absolutely. Marky J, Wembley 78, we need to win an FA Cup game first. Yeah, but that's, that speaks to culture again. We accepted losing. And when you accept losing, it creeps in like a poison. It creeps in. And before you know it, it's just part of, like yesterday's free kick. Everyone's looking at the free kick from Edwards and saying, how woeful. Look at the reaction. There's not a single player that goes, what on earth? They turn around and trot back to the halfway line. Like, they expect, like, oh, it's just part of life, that, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I tuned over to see what the Wimbledon commentary, the BBC London commentary thought of the game. And uh, when he was over that free kick, the guy, their assistant, the, their co-commentator goes, Edwards has got a lot of assists for this side. This is dangerous for us. <laughs> and he sounds over to Barney goes, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Talking to wrong. We've got goats, we've got mogul, we've got crunches. Let's go to the
Okay, have a thing about something that might peed you off this week. We'll start with uh, Cruncher. Have you got the clip? Which one, my friend? The one from Bouquet when we're talking about the um, Super League. And he's sort of... Um, I, I have not. I have not. I have not. Oh, don't no. worry. Yeah, but like, I thought I'd just throw it in there. And then it was like a firecracker under him because he was straight off, wasn't he? And um, this is where we go back to what he understands sort of what football, not just town, what football means. When he was going about Galatasaray, you know, when he used to go and watch them as a kid. And then when, when this all broke, you, you think these owners, they had no consideration, did they, for the fans, for the players, for the managers. It all comes down to greed, doesn't it? And now they're all backtracking. You see him coming out. I think John Henry at Liverpool giving their little grovelling apology. And you think... Son, life over 50, Ad. <laughs> what were you, what were you ever thinking about in the first place to ever think that this was a good idea? Because and it shows, doesn't it show you what football supporters can do? Because there was not one person thought this was a good idea. You've got like Arsenal; they were protesting at the Emirates. They turned up at United at the training ground, and you <laughs> think certain things in football. If we could all get together, you know, like we'll, we'll see. I think it's um, next week. They're um, it's going to be a blackout, isn't it? From um, I think Town are doing it from Friday. You know, racism in the game. I, 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 I think this is my goat last week. And when people can start to take it seriously, why can't we get rid of that out of the game? You know, why why can't we all get together and and stop it? Social mm -hmm. media, anything. You know, we, but for the power of the fans, when everyone's pulling in the same direction, you can achieve anything. I'm going to ask you a question now. Do you think it was a ruse? Do you think it was a look at this over here? Well, over here, we reformed the Champions League. We have a VIP team. We have all these things that you didn't notice because we were you were too busy seeing the, the magical act that was never going to happen in the first place. Yeah, but like Matt said, when we were on Monday night and he said that um, Barcelona are a billion in debt, Real Madrid 900 million euros, it was a good idea, obviously, to them because it's going to get them out of the shit, isn't it? Because it's... You think any other business, Matt? You're you are that much in debt. You go pop, don't you? And football how just seems. How does to... it sit with you? How does it sit with you that if Man United, for example, don't qualify for the Champions League, they will be given a VIP access entrance to it? Is that, that... what they're going to do? Well, it's based on your ranking, and if a high-ranking team doesn't qualify for the Champions League, the they'll, they'll place them in it. It's how's, all how's money, that? isn't it? Oh, look, we all liked it when it was the European Cup. When you have one team, you had the UEFA Cup, you had the Cup Winners' Cup. You've got teams now, the Champions League, if you go out in the first round, you finish third, and then you go in another trophy. So what's football's just it is, it's all about greed and it's in the end, it will eat itself, won't it? Football. It's, it's, some, funny, it's, it's funny. you have to draw a line somewhere under it. It's it's funny you should mention Real Madrid and Barcelona, Rich, because like obviously big rivals, but they're still still pushing it. Because Perez is saying everyone signed binding contracts or something. <laughs> And then one the Porto is back in at Barcelona and saying, I still think it's a great idea. I mean, look, I know we, me and Rich have both been to the new camp and, you know, we still wear Barca merch. We both really like the ideals of the club. But I feel like, that, I said on Twitter this week, that Mesquian club, that are they in the stands, which was more than a club. The reason that came about was because Catalan was a banned language in Spain under Franco. And so they formed as a thing to, to, to fight authority. But that's just out the window now because they're just, you know, all of their ideals, I feel, went out of the window to try and pay off this billion yeah. euro debt, which have got, you know, they're still playing off players they bought in 2017. 
He's like, absolutely Do you think Messi? Messi, look, Messi is a fantastic player, probably the best player I've ever seen live. He's absolutely killed Barcelona. He, look at the money he's been earning. Yeah. Yeah. And you think now, yeah. is he out, he's out of contract, isn't he, end of the season, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. going for nothing. It, they're going to lose. I mean, obviously, his wages are like astronomical, aren't they? Yeah. Will he, where would he go? Who can afford his wages? Yeah, let's back there now. Yeah, guitar. There you go. Yeah, but then yeah. surely Messi's sort of merchandise, etc., probably counteracts a lot of that. He sells a lot yeah. of shirts, etc. I oh, still remember, and I still heart for the days of Champions League football being the champions of the division. Yeah, Number one, yeah, it's definitely. the Champions League, not the fourth place league. Anyway, Matt, what's your go? Well, I feel like I should probably put on my them boiler suits and them sort of big red wellies people wear when they go down a sewer. I'm going into the den of rats. That is those. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> go on, man. Go on, whatever. That's where I'm going. Okay. So you know, there was there was us, East England Daily Times, BBC Suffolk, all got the interviews with Barkay, and that forum, Ipswich Town fans, they couldn't sort of say to Martin, "Well done, fantastic that you three doing it as a part-time job, not full-time. We all have a jobs. We all got things going on. Rich gets up at three a.m. to earn a pound, mate." <laughs> managed to sort this all out in our spare time. My little boy was playing Oxenauts in the bathroom. We got the call to say it was all going ahead. So I'm sitting on the side of the bar. You know, I'm not sitting at a little desk having meetings. That's how it worked. But no, they're so bitter towards the people on that forum behind their little anonymous names. So bitter towards us for whatever reason. I don't know why. Because you can consume our content for free. Was it mine? 24 shows we worked out the other day. Loads of shows. Yeah, don't tell my wife. Whatever you 24 do. shows. So even if you're putting on a fiver a month, voluntary, you get every show for about 20p. So you watch this show for like 20p. I just felt like, you know, people rejoicing that East Anglia and Daily Times beat us to the punch and getting steamrolling all their content out, um, which was no surprise to us because we knew they were ahead of us in the queue for the interviews. You know, we knew what was going on. So I don't know. It just left a sour taste for me. As we said, two exclusives that Martin managed to, to sort out there. And nothing was behind the paywall. Uh, the idea was that our monthly subscribers who support us financially would be guaranteed a question. And everyone else that's part of our community, who can't afford it, fair play. You might get the opportunity to get a question in as well, which Martin did. We saw Colin and Cave, to name but two, get their questions yeah, in. Yeah. So, you know, our friends yeah. at Celtic State of Mind, you know, the, the, the pod up there, they get loads of beef, being a, global, a more global club than us on, on forums. And they 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 did a little piece the other day saying, are forums even still a thing? I thought they'd gone with Bebo and MySpace. So, you know, people can keep, people, as Richard alluded to earlier, people can stay, keep typing behind anonymous names and avatars, but this community spoke face-to-face to the owner. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And, and the very first question came from somebody that, has, from my knowledge, has never paid a penny to this platform, uh, doesn't watch it every week, tuned in just for that. That was the very first question put to Burke, the WWE one, I believe. Um, you know, it was nothing was ever you have to pay to do anything. It was he didn't a, see that question coming, did he? No, well, I didn't see it coming. So I, I, loved, I loved it. I loved it. But it was more a we wouldn't have got past year uh, month four or five without these people because of my, my my particular situation here, my personal situation and, and the funds you need to run this sort of operation. So why not say, look, could you have supported me? This is your chance to have your question as part exactly. of our material. That was all exactly. it was. That was all it was. Another thing, another thing that on. keeps coming up on there is this alluding to these podcast wars. And we made some noise when we launched because we had to give everyone a reason to watch. But you but did. But yeah, me and Rich did that. Because you had to give people a reason to watch, right? Give me a little but, shake, you know, man. Give me a little shake. But, you know, you know, we speak to Joe, Rich and Craig of 
Blue Monday quite often. We've got a little group going. Craig sent us a little message. Great work, those are the days, guys. Joe was listening to it in the stuck on the traffic jam on the Radio Well Bridge. Um, so you know, fair dues, you know what I mean? We've got they've got Matt Holland exclusive coming up. We'll be tuning in. I will be. I actually love Matt Holland, but yeah, I've I've known Joe for over 10 years. Craig actually love Craig's social media posts sometimes. He absolutely is funny. Uh, Kate. Um, I'm going to be torn to, threat, to shreds, but what annoys me is that those are the same fans as us, and it just bugs me that we're all ripping each other apart instead of coming together. Cruncher and I have got different opinions on Paul Cook right now, but we're not ripping ripping shreds off each other or whatever. I so. had them glasses on, Kate, earlier in that video. <laughs> I gave you a cheap laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, things. Uh, yeah, okay. So, what's got my go? I was just checking my phone there because um, Cruncher and I were texting in the week and I alerted him to a tweet by an Ipswich Town player. Oh, no, where uh, is it? And I had to check that it was within the last week, and it was, it was within the last four days. And I am sick and tired of Ipswich players baiting town fans when they play terribly or are injured. Um, they bait us. Meanwhile, our owners come on and are just the most accessible, nicest, respectful to the fans. Um, so, yeah, it leaves a bitter taste in the mouth when I log on to social media and see our players baiting the fans. Not on. One of Paul Cook's very first interviews, Kate, he said about you have to be professional to be a football player. Do you think said player is, is going Scottish. to be here next year? I'll flip off, will you? All right. It'll be it'll be anything I want to make him at the moment. Until he starts winning football matches, he can be any it'll be Scottish in the in the same vein as the last great manager we had before him. Um Nay normal. Kate, professionalism. Is said player professional enough to be here next year on the Paul Cook, do you think? No. Nice. I like, I like that. Short, Sorry. sweet, <laughs> to the point. No, I think that's perfect. Perfect. Right, here we go. Here we you. go. So, you know, we, we saw a very unmotivated Ipswich Town team yesterday, didn't we? And motivation is such a big thing in life, and it be at work. You know, motivation to, to, to get on in your career. Um, you know, Kate's been motivated to go to the other side of the world. <laughs> to escape cruncher. Um, you know, positive mental attitude. Oh, positive mental attitude's a billion dollar industry around the, the globe, huge, huge in the States. Self-help culture. But what happens like, you know, when you're trying to motivate kids? You know, you like you might have a, a younger brother, he's in school, he's trying to get good grades, you know, he's struggling a little bit, maybe not doing as well as he should be. You might contact the teacher and say, can you have a word? As a parent, you might sit them down and go, come on, you need to, to get your finger out here. Or you could do as this lad Jack did from Liverpool and contact Duncan Ferguson. I have it. Can you confirm you're hearing it? Yeah. Hey, young Tom. You're right, son. It's Duncan Ferguson here from Everton Football Club. I just wanted to wish you all the best, pal. Your teacher, old Tom... Has told me you've been fucking slacking off a wee bit in your in your uh, August. Is that right? I can't be having that, mate. You better get your finger out all right and make sure you get the fucking results. And if you get the results right and you stick in, I'll come and see you. All right? I'll take you for a bit of lunch or I'll come to your house or something, eh? We'll sit down and have a wee chat. Is that all right, mate? 
So you make sure you stick an eye. Come on, don't fuck the job up. Anyway, look, there's good listen for you. You think of that? Hopefully you'll be back soon, lad, eh? All right, mate. Stick in, son. God bless you, big dunk. Take care. All right, first things first. Yeah, young Tom. Um, You're right, son. It's Duncan Let's just address the fact that I, Dunk, is looking... <laughs> i tell you what, right? If I got that message, I'd have been straight upstairs and started revising wherever I've got to be doing. <laughs> he was he was describing something really pleasantly nice, but you make it sound like a threat. You know, Jesus I'll come and see you. Christ. I'll take you for lunch. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to get you in a headlock. Yeah. He's looking really good thing. these days, he's done. That's, looking that's really good. That's done over like two million hits, I think, on social media. That. But I think when he was caretaker manager at Everton, it was like freezing and snowing or something. He was just there in a short sleeve shirt. His shirt on, didn't he? Yeah. Amazing. What a legend. Brilliant. Absolute legend. Ride, yeah? <laughs> right. Match that. Can you match it? Can you beat it? I can't match that. Look, I, I didn't really have anything. And I was just sort of looking around. Matt's a, a big Cubs fan, aren't you? Major League Baseball. Yeah, lost last I night. Say I'm a massive baseball fan. I prefer rounders myself. You know, at school, I was obviously quite good at that. <laughs> um, so we've got a little bit of footage from uh, Cincinnati Reds are taking on Arizona Diamondbacks. Eugenio Suarez hits a home run. What happened next? He well, what happens next is Martin cues it up <laughs> and then goes play. Watch the fan go after. Yeah, he's got it. He's got his nachos in his hand. Oh, oh no! No! Nay, normal. Nay, normal. Hang on, do you want it again? Do you want it again? Yeah. Getting the ball is such a huge culture in um. And the kids got it. And the kids got it. <laughs> yeah, at least give it to him. <laughs> Have you ever fallen over a seat or cracked your shins when we've scored on the seat in front of you? Watford away. <laughs> yeah, I remember Watford away. away when um Ricky Chaplow got the goal. No, Watford away when we lost 3-1, Anthony Words were scored, right? Luke, that the was the, the second season under Mick. We lost 3-1, equalised. So, Ollie was standing on his seat there. We had to stand on the seats, the kids, because we couldn't see because everyone's standing up. We've scored, and the bloke behind him knocked him. And so, he's standing on his seat, and his seat's flicked up, and his leg, and I remember him going down. And at the time, what was he, about seven, six or seven, oh, and all these blokes around him are picking up, picking him up. He had a massive right on his shin, bless him. Oh. Yeah. I remember well, Kate's never done that because she's in the prawn sandwich, sort of in the posture. <laughs> <isn't you? laughs> so have, have you ever, hang on, Matt, have you ever fallen down, you know, several several seats then, Kate, after a goal? No. Exactly. No, prawn sandwich. Prawn sandwich. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm too short anyway. <laughs> she's on the booster. <laughs> she's on the Matt Phillips booster seat. That's what she's doing. <laughs> I got bundled by a load of fans and Royce has scored that goal that took us to Wembley. At Portman Road against Bolton, I, I disappeared about two or three rows down. I remember got bundled. You know the night of the Bolton, the the playoff the year before when Dyer scored the header yeah. to take us into extra time. That looping header, and I was in the north stand, and we got bundled right down the front. Everybody just like collapsed. It was brilliant. Felt like we we're back in the game then, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 We can't wait for those moments again, and they're coming. Yeah, yeah. And next time we're at Portman Road, we have a decent team full of uh, vigor and. 
charisma and passion and flair. I've got, I've got a question for you. So say they knock the cobalt stand down. Are you going to sit in your seat and say, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going. I'm telling you. I'm already putting calls into Mark Demmer. I'm already putting calls into Mark Steed. I'm already putting calls into Burke Ipecam. I'm already putting calls into Brett Johnson. They are not knocking my cobbles stand down. That is iconic. It is uh, look, get a new stadium. Get a new stadium. Look, yeah, Nicola Wall, bless her, with a, a, a suggestion that I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of getting the bin. Um, do not move the away fans closer to the north stand because that would be my seat taken by someone from well, currently Rochdale, but you know Leeds or wherever. They'd move them what to the bottom or the just along on the top. I imagine the whole sort of bit, wouldn't it? So where they, right. you know, so we'd all move up one. Which in reality, I suppose is yeah, you'll probably know best than anybody. But on the halfway line, a couple isn't there like leather seats and nice yeah, like, arm that little block in the middle. That little block in yeah. the middle. Kate would know better than anybody, wouldn't she? Uh, no, I've only sat on those seats twice. I've sat in zero times in 31 years. You've sat in twice. Of course you'd know. See, that's what I mean. There we go. That's the most expensive season ticket area, I think, in the football league, isn't it? Like, those seats. But you get your free program, program, Matt. You used to get free program with that and parking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Times will make Mark come back. But where did you move to, then, when like Leeds took that top tier or Lincoln brought all those away supporters? Well, because Look, Elliot, there you go. Look, Elliot remembers. There he, he is. Coventry away <laughs> Chopra scored in the snow. I remember that. Oh, Lee, Lee Martin I penalty. Um, I, begrudgingly, I moved to the worst stand in English football, and that is the Corp stand. There is. Oh, shut up. That's what I'm in there. It's a crap stand. You no. literally, you sat like this. Your legs are under, you, 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 you got your, your heels underneath your ears, right? Yeah. You've got to be a gymnast to get in the seat. You can't see either corner because you've got heads all along in the way because it's just a terribly designed ah, yeah, you got to go front row top tier like me it's woeful <laughs> woeful really um, good shout out the no, pioneer no it's a woeful stand and then if you want to sit behind the goal you get a crap view Look, yeah couple stand is the is, is the is the mecca of all stands in english football can't be swayed can't be beaten uh my little bit is i want to be a sh- i want to give a shout out not that he's watching probably to john jones he's got a new album out and I absolutely love his song, One More Cup of Coffee. After so many years, how can somebody sound so good still? It sounds like, it's like, yeah. how? It's like, what, 40, 50 year career? Dated your family. I know. 41 albums. And it's an incredible do reckon, song. Uh, do you reckon Ghost Station will be sounding like that, Martin, when they're in <laughs> their 80s? They don't sound like it now. <laughs> they <laughs> We're 40 albums behind. <laughs> Ghost Station Kate is Matt's band. Um, if you're not, not that you'd not that you'd know, but don't 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 feel upset because nobody knows it. Um, it's on YouTube. It's, as Mark Zanin said, it's not unusual. But what is nice. usual is Ipswich Town drawing a game of nil-nil. Right, we're done. We're dusted. Kate. What Matt, did I Rich? say? Didn't I say, Kate? What did I say, Kate? Burke, he should have played up front yesterday. I told him. Laugh out loud funny, you. He would not have done any worse than Hawkins. Kate, don't, don't, just don't encourage him, Kate. <laughs> Sorry.